Let's take a look at Chipotle, set to report its earnings after the bell today. So what can we expect from this fast casual restaurant chain? Let's bring in the pros. Nick Satyan's with us, Managing Director, Equity Research Restaurants at Wedbush, and Ryan Patel, Global Business Executive. So, Nick, I'll start with you. What are your expectations? Do you think Chipotle is a real winner or not? Well, first, thanks for having me. Um, I do. Uh, you know, the key is that, you know, we're going to see double the, the EPS growth, annual EPS growth going forward for the foreseeable future uh, versus the, the, the pre-COVID, you know, 10-year uh, CAGR of about 13.5% uh, per annum. And so, you know, what is that worth, right? I mean, 13.5%, uh, it was worth about 38 times. That's, that's what the average forward PE was, you know, for, for the 10 years uh, prior to pre-COVID. And so some kind of pre premium, I think, is is warranted. Uh, and my price target is, you know, 20% over and above that 38 times. So, you know, ultimately, I do think it's a winner. I think the numbers today are going to uh, prove out that thesis. Uh, I do think we're going to see uh, acceleration uh, from, from uh, you know, January to February to March and, and here into April. Uh, and I do think numbers should be revised higher. Confirming your price target 12 months is 1800 Is that right? That's correct. Okay, good. Um, I, do, I do have your um, analyst note here as well, and I want to go through it a little bit more. But, Ryan, I wanted to talk with you. I know uh, the digital part was really important, digital sales, and that drives growth moving forward. Um, what trends do you see continuing, and is this a good thing for Chipotle overall? Well, I think Nick mentioned it, right? There is this noise about, is it premium or not? So how are they going to continue to grow at the end of the day with the innovation? I think total digital sales in 2020 increased over 174%. So that's obviously a great sign. You know, the other growth on the digital side that didn't make too much news, but I think it was a big deal. And we'll see in the future uh, of where that plays out is they invested in Nero, which is an autonomous de delivery vehicle setup or startup that was similar to what Domino's just did. So robotic delivery, another another place where Chipotle had higher costs in the delivery game. And I think when pandemic, you know, we're starting to see the effects when people are going to come dine in more, does that help Chipotle's profit margins to increase versus that? And the answer to that question probably is yes. So Chipotle is planning to hire additional 15,000 employees. They're kind of ramping up. And I think the digital play for them is not just here to stay, but what else more can they take advantage to help that profit margin further um, their growth? And I think that's where the expectations where you see the, I think estimates this time are gonna be you know, well past what I think is going to happen and what's gonna happen in the future. And uh, I'm glad you're talking about all these different things because it's not just Chipotle, right? We're gonna take a look at the whole restaurant space here too. And Nick, I know within your notes, you talk about um, visibility into the top and bottom line, upside at Starbucks, um, McDonald's expected to outperform, and Wings, well, there are some cost headwinds. Tell me about some of these names that you're watching closely, Nick. Sure, Starbucks, McDonald's, you know, two, two bellwethers, obviously, in the, in the industry. Uh, Starbucks has, I think, probably the highest visibility into, you know, beat and a raised guidance uh, for, for the year. Uh, McDonald's, the U.S. business is going to be on fire. The problem is Europe is lagging uh, and Europe is, uh, you know, a, a little bit more than half of their, their profits. Uh, it's actually more profitable historically than the U.S. business. So um, we'll see how the street reacts to, to uh, the sort of European uh, continued weakness. 
but I anticipate uh, most investors are going to look past it uh, and, and look forward to you know two quarters, three quarters from now when the reopening in Europe really uh, starts to get some traction. Uh, in terms of wing costs, uh, you know that's specific to a couple of names, Wingstop uh, specifically. Uh, they, you know, the wing costs continue to go up, and we see you know daily record uh, costs for for wings. Uh, that's driven by demand, yeah, and supply just can't catch up. Right, I see where you're coming from, Ryan. It's interesting as we talk about different trends, and you tell me what trends you're watching. Uh, McDonald's, I know they they launched chicken sandwiches that have done. Pretty well. I mean, I've heard a lot of people talking about them and, Ch and Chipotle with the quesadilla now, right? Um, that's sort of innovative when it comes to Chipotle as far as what they offer. Um, what trends are you seeing and where do you see strength across the board when you look at this whole fast food group? Well, you mentioned the chicken category. We have to because I think now everyone sells chicken of some sort or they have their own own twist to it. And so I think that category uh, is great, you know, is popular, you know, is popular, but also, you know, Chick-fil-A and Raising Cane's, those have obviously been very popular in the growth model. I think that's one. I think the other piece, too, is how, how do you how do you take advantage? I think. What I'm looking for with so many of these companies is it's great that you're going to have this demand initially when you know people are going to want to come and join, sit down. What are you going to do to the companies going to capture their frequency to increase that while you have this opportunity with the most traffic that you can? Can you not have the lull effect in the next quarter when things kind of get back to whatever you want to say normalize? And how do you in, in, incorporate them in the ecosystem? And what I mean by that is, can you buy get people to dine in? Can you get them to be on e-commerce? Can you get them to do other revenue points? And can you increase the average check? Right. I think that right. term before the pandemic, everyone was trying to figure out what does that look like now? Everyone's just saying, just give me a check, but don't lose sight that people are still trying to increase that check to create that um, profit in, in that place to go through the rest of the year. Yeah, I think I just have a few seconds left here, Nick, but just the consumer. Um, do you expect some waves based on stimulus checks? I do, and I think we're going through a wave right now. Uh, you know, I mean, who who knows what the what the normalized run rates are going to be? But some of the numbers that we're hearing, and I anticipate hearing, especially from the casual diners, uh, are going to be surprisingly strong. Uh, you know, double-digit comps. You know, in April versus 2019, not uh, 2020. Uh, and so that's, I mean, to me, that's 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 clearly stimulus-driven in the near term. Uh, whatever that normalized number is, uh, you know, a quarter from now or, or a few months from now, uh, that's really going to determine, you know, what direction stocks stocks continue to head in. Yeah. Thank you both very much. Great conversation. And I always love talking about the restaurant names here. Nick and Ryan, thank you. Nick Setian, Managing Director, Equity Research, Restaurants, Wedbush Securities, and Ryan Patel, Global Business Executive. Thank you both.